Welcome to Expanded Universe. Season some number. Episode some other number? Or maybe maybe the same number? I don't know. A League of Their Own. The book, Mall Lockdown by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2014. Chapter 68 through 72. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe. I don't remember what episode this is. I think I arranged it for there to be four, 15 episodes, so this should be 14 because as my co-host John, and I'm Jeff by the way, as my co-host John will tell you in just a second, uh, there's only one left? Uh, there's only one left. Thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for copying my vocal tics. That's helpful. Hey, you said I was going to say it. <laughs> But you made me sound bad. When I say... <laughs> no, uh, you made you sound bad. Uh, uh, it sounds distinguished and awesome. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that weird Frankenstein monster got a podcast. I got a real important question for you here, John. Why am I wearing headphones? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm wearing these. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe you got something else going on. Or Do we got a Cyrano thing where someone's teaching you how to podcast through there? <laughs> yeah, it's finally time for me to come clean. Uh, I'm actually a McElroy, and I've been telling Jeff what to do this whole time. Hey. Oh. <laughs> don't do No, don't give it away. You know what? I never needed you. I am can podcast good. Uh, that's me. <laughs> You'd think you would quit feeding me all those vocal noises and stuff, but no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just giving you little caramels to eat while you're doing the podcast. <laughs> Makes it look like he's talking, which is important in podcasting. <laughs> I just put a little peanut butter under your lips and we let you go to town. <laughs> that's not why you put that there. <laughs> well, I let you go to town, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to say which McElroy it was, by the way, because I don't know them. Because I don't know which one's in trouble right now. <laughs> isn't it always? Isn't it just one who's always in trouble? I don't know. There's the one who who I forget his name, but he's the one who was like, he was like, I know I'm not even gay, haha. <laughs> but if some guy wanted to hold my hand, that'd be fun, haha. <laughs> but I'm not gay. I don't know. Probably Griffin. Yeah, that sounds. I don't know. It's I don't know. Travis might have been Travis. Yeah, I think Justin's the only one that doesn't get in trouble because he's too much of a scared nerd. Yeah. He's a little baby and he can't do anything. I, it's not that I don't like these guys. Let's be clear. I don't like long-form AP. I just don't. I don't or the McElroys. Those are the two things I don't like. <laughs> There's two things I don't like. <laughs> well, no, I do. I really like uh, I, I like uh, the, the show where they make characters in video games and they break them. Something monster. Monster yeah. Factory. Yeah, I really like that show. That show is grade A class, but that's because it's short form comedy, which I greatly appreciate over getting invested in characters for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That's all. So yeah. I like them. I just don't have any kind of cult of personality attraction because to me, they're just voices on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But some people really love voices. Mm hmm. They coming do. at them in their ears right now. That's what we're doing. That, that we rely on that for the people who really like uh, voices, but can't be asked to really like the extra famous ones. They really like voices, but they don't want to be crazy, so they get us. <laughs> or they're just people who really like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit. I'm going to make it weird. <laughs> that's my ASMR. That, that's the, people haven't found my YouTube channel yet. I don't, I don't broadcast it under the System Mastery name, but... Oh, no. But 
there is this, I have my secret YouTube ASMR stuff where I make weird noises and do shit with a microphone. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, I just go on there them. and I'm like, yep. Both of us have that kind of thing. So go to YouTube and find it today. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm great. Everything's great. <laughs> that's a hell what, of a start. That's what set you off. <laughs> that's what did it. That's what broke me. <laughs> A general inquiry as to your current demeanor. Everything else about this start was perfectly normal and fine. That's exactly what we sound like when we're not on mic. It's just... <laughs> I Right down to the point where I would explain to you, my friend, who I spend a ton of time with, my current feelings on the McElroys. I'd be like, John, <laughs> let, me, let me go through this again. I'll be like, all right. Well. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I'll be over here. Smelling a scratch and sniff chocolate sticker. Yeah, I took uh, I took my daughter to uh, I think it's called Lakeshore today, which is like a teacher supply store, mm. but they have an entire aisle of stickers. Oh yeah, and I was just like, ah, oh, sweet, I'm gonna get her some. I wanted to get my daughter the old fashioned classic scratch and sniffs, the ones that don't smell like anything you can recognize. Oh yeah, because you scratch and sniff that chocolate sticker, and you're like. That's no chocolate that I have ever been introduced to. Yeah, we can play a quick round of who smells this cheap shit real quick here. <laughs> oh, you know, the thing is, if you smell just the whole sheet of chocolate stickers, I think, and, and you're thinking Cocoa Puffs, and not no, not Cocoa Puffs, uh, Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles. Here, take, it, take a whiff off of that and think Cocoa Pebbles. And, and listeners, I've just handed John a sheet of chocolate scratch and sniffs. I mean, almost. It does... When you have the whole sheet, it almost smells like that fake chocolate that they put in cereals. Yeah, that's that's the only smell I'm getting off of that. But yeah, I, that's what I, I wanted that classic set where like it's got pizza flavor and pickle and all of them just smell like nasty ass and none of them. Smell- oh, yeah. Well, because they put the whole thing like all of the sheets in one package that have been sealed together. Mm-hmm. So you're like all those smells have blended now. Yeah. Uh, anyone who remembers scratch and sniff stickers knows that the only one that was ever any good is peppermint because it's so strong that it overloads anything else you put in there with it. And it's the easiest thing to be like mint yeah fine yeah so the we're mint- not trying to make a pizza as a, a smell meanwhile this package has shit like honey in it and i'm like come on honey's not going to stand up to the fact that you put it in the same package as licorice smell <laughs> how dare you i haven't even tried the licorice ones yet i'm not quite ready for that that whiff that's an advanced whiff that's a big whiff that's a big whiff we read some star wars book we certainly did i don't remember what the fr- i don't have the book in front of me so i don't remember oh, it's what- fine it's fine john's gonna lead the story today and yeah. i'm just gonna do whatever the fuck this has all been. <laughs> so, uh, again, when last we had left our book, uh, Komari Vosa and the Bando Gora had just boarded onto our uh, prison ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, now they're in the actual prison itself in that loading bay. And... Uh, there's Jabba, who's like, aw, fucking Bando Gora. Yeah, Jabba's still, because he's just on, like, that hollow vid screen that used to be on a palanquin being towed by Keldragons, but now I think it's probably just sitting on the ground stuck because the Keldragons died. I mean, it's just a platform. I assume it's just hovering around oh, somewhere. I guess it could also just be its own hover platform, like, yeah. with motivators and so on, but they made a point of when it arrived that it was being pulled along like like so much Santa by two uh, lizard reindeer. Yeah. I kind of kind of want to see Santa the Hut now. I don't know if that's just me. But that is just you. I'm the only person who wants to see Santa the Hut. The only person. Okay, well, good. Then I feel unique. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you do. 
Ho, 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 ho. See? It works perfectly. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kamari apparently knows Jabba, and Jabba knows her, which... Man, why does everybody know Jabba? Like, if you're a bad guy, you don't have to know every other bad guy. It's weird because even in the prequel era, it's supposed to be important that that Tatooine is a total backwater. Yeah. Like, they end up there. The uh, people in that episode end up in Tatooine on accident. Like, they get hit with, they have to stop at Tatooine for repairs in episode one. And that sets the whole fucking thing off. And it's like, oh, we're going to go to some backwater desert planet. And then they get caught up in some local race that's happening. But now it's like, oh, yeah, the gang lord of that planet. Everyone fucking knows him. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, job of the hut. That's the big one. None of the other huts, even though they're all ridiculously powerful. We get a hut name drop in this episode. We get the name of a different hut. I was I was a Gardula who I knew offhand before this is mentioned. We get, uh, we get Jabba and Vosa both sort of dislike each other for some reason, though I don't really know why. It's not like the Bandogora should really be messing with weird drug trades I'm going to guess that no one likes the Bandogora. I mean, yeah. they're, a, they're a death cult. Yes. Uh, it's it's kind of yes, it's, it's hard for them to show up at other people's potlucks. Without, like, you know, taking nasty shits of the food. Just be like, I hope this kills you. Ah, death call. Ah, nasty shit. <laughs> Take a pamphlet. <laughs> have you considered the way of death cults? I have. <laughs> oh, it just wasn't for me. Thanks. Oh, you know, I went to one. I went to a service, checked it out. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, really? What's which, uh, which service did you go to? Because that's often a common problem. We're Western Methodist death cult uh you may have you may have gone to eastern methodist it's a little more strict than that we actually have a really nice set of offerings have you considered showing up at one of our uh, our dinner meetings Did you go to an orthodox bandogora oh <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna let go until you come to one of our potlucks <laughs> we eat what we kill <laughs> you have to try the death cr- crispies and the death crispy treats Ooh, cocoa death crispies <laughs> Uh, but yes, Jabba, for some reason, is like, hey, you, you got, you Bandogora, get out of here, this is my place. You'd think he'd be thrilled about this. I mean, there's no way the Bandogora aren't going to show up and just start killing everyone. Their murderous death cult led by an insane Sith. Well, Dark Jedi. Yeah, she's not Sith. She isn't part of the team, so she's just an evil, crazy Jedi. Yes, she is a Dark Jedi, not a Sith, because she isn't part of the Sith, like, code. Yeah, one of the things we're learning in this book is that Sith isn't just what you call anyone who's a Jedi, but bad. Like, she is a a regular Jedi who who also doesn't like the Sith and is mean and murderous and, you know, the leader of a death cult. Yeah, so... It's a dark side Jedi, not a Sith. If the Sith weren't so stuck up about everything, she'd definitely be a Sith. Like, she meets all the requirements. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, her whole deal is, yeah, I went to the dark side. My whole thing is based on, like, my anger and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Same as everybody else. It's just that I don't belong. Look, it's because I'm so invested in my death cult. I don't have time. I Technically, yes, you can be a member of the death cult and also be a member of the Sith. We don't try and stop that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're not saying you can't. It's just strongly discouraged. 
it's just not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to focus on one thing at a time. The Bandogora pretty much covers all of my death cult needs. <laughs> Spiritually and deathly. <laughs> Physically, death. <laughs> but yeah, the two of them have a little detente where Jabba's like, hey, you get out of here. And she's like, no. How about? No. Fuck you. And he does want to know why she's there. And she's like, well, we got summoned here. Someone needs us here for something. I don't know. Yeah, someone wants to give us a weapon and... She's like, look, you're probably you're probably all jumped up on the fact that you're Jabba the Hutt, but you can see that I and my Bandogora are here. Can we just do the thing we came to do and have you not try and stop us? And he's like, no, you must leave. Gamorians shoot them. And yeah. she's just like, did you forget that I'm a fucking evil Jedi and whips out lightsabers and just murders everyone that is working there. Yeah, and, and you know, neither of us have heard of Komari Vosa before, but I, I get the impression she's a character with a history because she doesn't have enough time in this book to not be from something else. But it notes that her lightsabers are paired curved hilt sabers. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. That's that's I, another famous Clone Wars era Jedi lady. I know, I know what's going on. Well, I mean, the only thing I knew that had that was dooku oh yeah well because i like the uh jendy tarnikovsky micro series so much that that's where i got introduced to asajj ventress yes who i when i was like what hold on <laughs> but yeah she's got Is this a jodo cast situation <laughs> she got one of them or two of them little curvo lightsabers but mm-hmm. yeah she just murders all all of Jabba's dudes. Yeah, she just goes through them, leaving nothing but that hollow vid, and Jabba's like, you think you've won? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to personally kill you. Someday, it's going to happen. And her responses are always just like, or it won't. You know, or <laughs> you'll do nothing, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck off, you worm. <laughs> you don't care that I killed your freaking soldiers or whatever. You're still in your space yacht over there. You're just going to eat a bunch of frogs and get mad about a lady that's not me. <laughs> Uh, but apparently Jabba knows the buttons to press because after she kills all of his dudes, he's like, oh, you Jedi whore. She's like, I'm not a Jedi. Yeah. she. uh, Yeah. She's more, more offended by Jedi than whore. Oh yeah. Jedi is like like a trigger word. Yeah. And then even that doesn't particularly get under her skin. She's like, I'm not a Jedi that shit is long ago yeah he's like really but what would your old master think hmm dooku yeah and okay this is where this character starts to fall apart for me because she's just like how dare you say that name i don't even allow myself that name and i'm like oh geez she either hates him or she hate fucked him or she fuck hated him it's gonna be one of those i can't wait to read yet another badass woman character in star wars running around with a crush on some 90 year old hatchet faced goblin and i mean you got to assume it's that she had feelings because he immediately is like oh do you have you considered that maybe he yet harbors feelings for you Mm? Mm? maybe you could go back to dooku look don't get me wrong there was a time in his life when christopher lee could get it but it wasn't the dooku phase There was a time in Christopher Lee's life where he could get it, and it was any time he was of legal age. <laughs> I'm just, after we had to read all that shit about What's-Her-Face, fa- Dala, falling in love with Tarkin, oh, and yeah. I'm like, what is up with women, of the, the, the competent women of Star Wars falling in love with hatchet-faced grandpas? Well, you know, because they're rad hatchet-faced grandpas. <laughs> they're in the hatchet-faced grandpa club. <laughs> they get together and play bocce. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone play bocce since high school. Oh no! In Star Wars, bocce is the name of that power converter station. <laughs> uh, so you just they, they just go there and hang out in the parking lot. Yeah, bocce lot. station. Yeah, bocce station. That's what they call. It's not Tashi. It's bocce. Yeah, and they hang out there and they're like, eh, I hope some women come around here and fall and like just leaning up against the side of the thing, <laughs> <laughs> cracking beers. <laughs> uh, but. Dooku all selling weed to kids. <laughs> hey, kids. Hey, kids. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Interested in considering the dark side of this blunt? <laughs> oh, but Jabba doesn't even have anything to do with the Force. <laughs> uh, anyway, this does manage to get under uh, Kamari's skin. Because before this, she was completely passive about everything. Even when she was murdering dudes, she was like... Yep, this is what I do, but the mention of Dooku is enough to send her off the deep end and be like, oh, I'll fucking kill you, and she tries to lightsaber the hollow image of Jabba, <laughs> and I thought for sure, like, oh, you're going to go for the the, emitter. the actual yeah. hollow vid transmitter thing. No. No, she's just cutting away at the air, <laughs> and... That's got to be like... Jabba's got to love that. Oh, if you're Jabba, you're like, wow, <laughs> I really got you. <laughs> hey, weird aliens who live with me all the time, come look at this. Hey, check this out. <laughs> She's just get, swinging at nothing. You got to see this crap. She's <laughs> so angry. Hey, Big Face, come here. <laughs> you, you, half a head. What's your name, Big Face? I think it's Big Face. It's, uh, it's, it's not Big Face. Hey, I, I'm you, Shevin. squid guy. All, all, of our, all of our faces look like this. Yeah, 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 Big Face. <laughs> Get Yak Man over here. Come on. Novelty Halloween mask. Get over here. <laughs> bring Banana Guy. You think I got to... And bring Green Pig. Bring me Green Pig. Green Pig and Banana Guy. You got to get in here. <laughs> Gather up. Close it up. Close it up. <laughs> Everybody in. Let's go. I want you all in the hollow emitter so she can see you all. <laughs> Trying to cut all these... <laughs> She's just getting madder on that end. They're called Gamorians. <laughs> uh, but yeah. She still doesn't, even when, she, like, Jabba's like, ha-ha, I got you swinging at my image, doesn't destroy the hollow emitter, she just leaves? Yeah. I'm like, just do it. Just destroy the hollow emitter. Well, Don't maybe, let Jabba stay around here. Well, maybe she knows that Jabba's going to get all turned on watching her walk away, because he's got that weird thing for anything with legs. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got he's, that leg fetish. Yeah, he's got that fetish for, for creatures that have that have bipedal natures. And disgusting. So, yeah, so she wants to wants him to see her walking off. Uh, but yeah, she walks off, and we get a little bit from her point of view then, where she's like, "Oh, how dare that hut talk about Dooku? That was a former life, and that was pain. But maybe I could think on it still." Yeah, she has a moment where she's like, "I'll allow just his name to enter my lips for a moment, and I'll touch upon it with my tongue like an infected tooth and savor the pain." Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You do, do tell yourself whatever you got well, to. You, you got do what you got to. But even you, when you're trying to savor that name, have to know that Dooku doesn't roll around in the tongue all that romantically. It's oh no, <laughs> you're not like let me whisper the name. Dooku. Yeah, it's not like his name is Mr. Darcy or something where you're like, oh, oh Mr. Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Goddamn BBC presentation. <laughs> that might be the Matthew McFadden one because someone was telling us, like, how, do, how dare you think he's not as famous as the other two Musketeers? He's, he's a Mr. Darcy. Yeah. 
all of the British people are a Mr. Darcy at some point. I said it right back, and I'm standing by it. It's it's Firth or nothing. <laughs> Get Firth. <laughs> he doesn't go Firth enough. <laughs> He's got to go Firther. You're Firth? <laughs> well, it Firth. <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah, she, want, she walks off and is like, Dooku, that man I hate and yet love. Ooh, that man of mine. <laughs> and his creepy brown teeth. <laughs> but yeah, she's just like, no, I'm I'm part of the Bandogora now, and I've got to leave that part of me behind. It's it's all gone. He's my my old master and now my greatest enemy. And I'm like, really? Him who I long for with his beard still stained black from 1930 soup. Nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> 19- 30s. Christopher Lee was an old Soup. ass man. <laughs> he was he played Saruman because he was too old to play Gandalf. <sighs> a person who was only known for having a long ass beard and being an old ass man. Yeah, well, I mean Gandalf does kick ass. Let's <laughs> let's be real here. Christopher Lee kicks ass. I'm not saying he doesn't. The dude recorded a metal album like 2 years before he died. Oh yeah. No, I mean, Chris it sucks. I don't know if anyone straight. else has actually tried listening to it. Oh, how dare you? Oh, it's garbage. It's just him spoken word poetry about Charlemagne over just some asshole's droning guitar beat that sucks. <laughs> how dare you? Everyone's going to come for you now. Oh, how dare I? I? Let those who have listened to the fucking thing cast the first stone. I have. <laughs> how dare you? I know. I'm the worst. You are the worst. 1930 soup. <laughs> 1930s soup. Still staining his black beard part. <laughs> yeah, because he just had, what, tar soup? That's what they had in the 30s? Yeah, man. The it 30s, was the Depression. The 30s were a difficult time in the in England. <laughs> he had to drink a lot of tar soup. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we go over to Maul. Maul is dragging around that uh, nuke crate with Owen. Mm-hmm. And, uh... They've got a lot of dead people around them at this point. Every prisoner in the prison is systematically dying, and they keep talking about how, you know, oh, well, Maul's number is 11,240. He's probably got a ways to go. But every time they do that, I'm like, wait, aren't there only like 400 people left in the prison right now? Wasn't that a, didn't we get that number earlier? How's he not already dead? I mean, I don't remember how many they said were in there exactly it was 400 they said they were rough they were currently about 400 inmates yeah i mean i don't know how quickly it kills them off it's once every five minutes that's uh i uh, make that part i'm making up the the 400 i'm not but but obviously it's once every five minutes so you can have a ticking clock tension scenario yeah and they're just you know carrying it around and owen's getting a little antsy oh especially yeah. because not only are there a bunch of dead guys, and they're just kind of like every time they go past some dead guy looking at the number on their shirt so they can be like, okay, how far up are we? Yeah. And you, so Owen, who who this chapter will establish for us is number 10,009, um, is is a little more worried than, than Maul. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been here since he was a kid. It's amazing that he's only like a thousand lower than Maul. It is weird, isn't it? You think? I, I guess maybe the churn that, that having a constant gladiatorial prison fight and perfectly acceptable in-prison murder, what, you'd think it would cause more turnover in the you prison population. But no, apparently not. Strange. But yeah, they, they see 
all of that, but they're also going through the halls and hearing just like, oh yeah, we're not really sure what's going on. It might be Jabba's guys. It, it might be like prison guards, though we haven't even seen any recently. Yeah, they might all be dead for all we know. Yeah, they, there's just a whole li laundry list of things that could be killing other things in here. You there's... hear screams and you're like, I don't know if that's a guy dying or if that's someone who's just real happy that he's killing someone. Yeah, as people die, there's everyone else who's still alive is enjoying the spoils of... Oh, you know, my enemy just died. I can go take all the stuff out of their cell or whatever. I mean, they walk past as they're trying to get through there. They go past the kitchen and the last remnants of the gravity massive and bone kings are just <laughs> like gathering <laughs> a, a bunch of, of like chum and crap out of the kitchen. Like, yeah, yeah we made out like bandits. Here's goop. Yeah, we're going to eat like kings. Is our, like know, bone kings. I get it. If I if I was like, hey, at a certain point here, my heart's going to explode. I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and eat that bacon cheeseburger that I didn't eat because my heart was going to explode. Yeah. I mean, why not at that point? Oh, I want to yeah. go out happy. Uh, but also, I mean, there's just a laundry list of what all the screaming could be. It could be clawbirds fucking people up. It could be more monsters in the prison that Maul just didn't have to beat up yet. Oh, it yeah. It could be the worm. And all that's just sort of going on. Not near them, though. Like, they see the Bone Kings and the Gravity Massive guys. But they just kind of, like, take their food spoils and go on their way because they don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm amazed there weren't more dead bodies with just pants off dick in hand. But that's <laughs> me. Oh, was that your last act? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm in a murder prison and I'm like, what else am I? Am I going to eat the garbage food that I eat every day? Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd grab someone with a way higher number and hug them and see if that my explosion could take, their num take them out early. I mean, it's like, up yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No one else looks like they blew up or nothing. They just fall over dead. It's tiny micro explosives. Yeah, it just destroys your heart. It's not like an actual grenade goes off in your chest or anything. Yeah. Uh, but they're making their way to the med bay where Radik told them to go uh, under the assumption that Radik, knowing he needs to keep them all alive to get the compressors in for the, uh, for the lightsabers to work, will have them go to the med bay where the robot will remove the bombs in their hearts. Yeah. And while they're going around... Owen's like, come on, we gotta, we gotta go to the med bay. Maybe we can still. And Maul's just like, shush, I have to be a Sith for a second and like reach out with my hatred. Mm -hmm. And then he's, he finally goes, oh no, Vosa is here. I don't know how he knows Vosa. I don't know why this matters. It hasn't been mentioned before that they know each other. It's true. This is the first we're hearing of the two, the fact that the two have a relationship. And you would think it would have come up because his whole mission the whole time has been get this thing, get the Bandogora to come here, give this thing to the Bandogora. And if he knows Vosa, he must know she's in charge of the Vosa, of the, of the Gora. Yeah, it's like, I know we got a little bit in a previous episode where he was talking about like, Oh, that, that it's a ex Jedi in there, and I want to kill Jedi. Yeah. Although, it, I mean, I guess that does really drive home the fact that it's not a Sith; that she is very much just an evil Jedi. Because he's like, oh, she's still a Jedi, technically. I guess. I, I makes sense to me. I mean, these people have too many apprentices. It's supposed to be always two there are, and that every single one of them seems to have like two or three apprentices. Oh well, you got it because you got it. There's two there are, but if your apprentice when your apprentice tries to murder you and you have to kill them, right. then you got to be like, well, I need a backup and I don't want to have to go from scratch. It's always two there are and apprentices don't count. 
Or maybe it's just that that was just from some shit that Yoda said. Always two there are. Like, that was a Yoda line. He doesn't know. Well, I mean, Plus, it, he's talking about the Sith, and the Sith aren't really going to hold themselves to their own rules. Well, that was a rule set that was from Darth Bane? Yeah. Darth something. One of the Darths was like, all right, this is fucked up. There's too many Sith, and we're all getting in each other's way, too. There are two now. Yeah. And... I think most people just pay lip service to that because of tradition. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, sure, just do. That's Always right. Always do. Uh-huh. But I can have three. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm Palpatine, and three, Palpatine, Palpatine can have little a three as a treat. <laughs> uh, I did the meme right. Are you happy? I am. Okay. Anyone who says a little as a treat, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. You are bad. Yeah. The meme is little a. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. But I did it right. You did it right. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy the the You know the, what? You get a a special prize. It's a scratch and sniff sticker. I'm going to enjoy scratching this entire page and whiffing in straight pure fake licorice. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, good. It smells like paint thinner. Oh no. Ah. Here, try that. Here, take it. Take a Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's not even Why would licorice? you give that to your kids? Oh, your kids are like, yay, we learned spelling or whatever. And you're like, good job. Here's something that smells like chemical doom. <laughs> this this is a smell that if you smelled it, you'd be like, I got to get out of here. Something wrong I has happened. I shouldn't be in here. Something went wrong in this pool house. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's body smell or stuff in the chemical mixers, but one of those two things went bad. <laughs> An Oompa Loompa fell into one of the vats. Got mixed up in the Chaco. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, any hoozles. We go back to Vosa, who's you know still walking around with her Gora, being like, "Oh, I'm gonna uh, get in here and I'm gonna do my thing, and it's a good thing I'm in charge of these because being in charge is what I love, and it's the only thing that keeps me sane." The other interesting thing is that she wants to also kill Darth Maul. I mean, eventually she's like, "Oh, wait a minute, Maul is here." Yes. Let me just kill that guy real quick. Fuck that guy. Well, yeah, because Maul reaches out, and as soon as he reaches out with his, like, nasty Sith emotions, she's like, oh, someone's reaching out with stuff around here in the Force. Oh, it's that guy. I should kill him. And that's when I was like, okay, now this doesn't make sense. I could understand if Maul knew that a ex-Jedi was in charge of the Gora, and it was like, I want to kill that person just on the basis that they were a Jedi. Yeah, shame to pass up killing a Jedi. Like, that's my whole thing. I hate the Jedi. I've been trained to hate the Jedi. Great. I want to kill him. But the fact that Vosa knows who Maul is, when Maul is such a minor player at this point. Oh, and a super secret. His whole thing is he's he's kept aggressively a secret from almost everybody. Yeah, he's been trained in secret. He got sent here under, you know, the Jagannath name, and it's not like he's well-known enough that anyone would go, wait a minute. Pretty much just Radik, and even he doesn't seem to know. Yeah. That's one of those things where I'm like, if even Radik is just like, oh, yeah, there's something about you, man. You're weird and doesn't know your mall. How does some random Jedi that got tortured into being a cult leader like years ago yeah. know or give a shit about Maul? And why would you want to kill him? He's the one with the nuke. Ugh. Just go get it. I, well, I mean, I mean I she's like, I'm going to get that get the weapon and then and, kill him. Yeah, obviously. And he's like, I'm going to give her that weapon and then kill her. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, that would still meet the letter of my requirements. Yeah. 
It's fine. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sidious, you forgot to tell me not to kill her after I gave her the weapon. All you said was I needed to deliver this nuke to the Bandogora, which I did. Mm-hmm. It's still sitting there, by the way. <laughs> I am an evil genie, and I go by the letter. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't get to meet Darth Maul right away. Oh, yeah. She's like, all right, guys, let's go. I'm going to go find Maul and murder him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep, because who does she meet as they round a corner? But, oh, come on. There's only like three characters left. It's the Cyrox. She meets the wolf worm. Yeah. So, you know, all the Gora go around a corner like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. Seriously, what is this thing? Because like, we got we're our... a death cult, but even we're like, okay, come on. So the wolf worm, this time presented in all of its glory and not to a blind person, is five meters high lying on the ground. Oh, yeah. It's, fi- it's, a, it's a sand worm. It is big enough to be the entire hallway yep it is five meters high and 15 meters long is our description of it there's even a point where it opens its mouth so wide because it's got that whole like uh pedal opening mouth where it can open all sides Mm -hmm. that it just its mouth is the entire hallway at that point like there's no seeing past what mouth is yeah it's just slimed its way up on all the sides so this thing is categorically enormous and we also learned that apparently, while you can, like, hear its mind as a Jedi, it also didn't really register in the Force, though, because she was reaching out and being like, ooh, Maul's here, let's go this way, and was completely blindsided by the fact that there was a giant monster worm down that hallway. Yeah, that's a confusing thing. I have to assume it's one of those rare cases that we've talked about before of a monster in Star Wars that has telepathy, but not the Force. Yeah, because I think it's, I mean, it's got to just be, it's not the force, it's just the combined power of all of the various minds that it has eaten. And this thing is eating a lot right now. Like, when she finds it, it's got, like, ten prisoners in its mouth, wriggling and trying to get out still, but its mouth is completely full of hooks and sticky goop. So it's like, when it opens its mouth to roar at them, there's people in there desperately trying to climb out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It opens its mouth... And the bottom half of a dude falls out. Yep. <laughs> so so she's just like, well, I, game recognized game because that's a fucked up death cult right there. Oh, yeah. And it in her head is like, oh, shit, a Jedi. A Jedi's here. Please kill us. Mm-hmm. Kill us now or we'll eat you. Yes, eat her. And it switches right back over to its standard ravage and destroy stuff. Yeah. So at least part of it knows that. Without her even bringing, like, well, no, I guess she has her lightsabers. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know how it knows she's a Jedi, but then she does have those lightsabers, I guess. That must, that's probably it. I guess it could potentially telepathically, or it could literally just be that someone in the in the wolf form knows who was in charge of the Komari Vosa. I'm sorry, the Bandogora. It, it, <laughs> it, it, those names are similar. Uh, it might as well be, uh, be Siddiqui. She might, she might be the one who's like, oh, that's Komari Vosa. She's a Jedi. Yeah. She can kill us. Mm -hmm. That'll be great for me. But yeah, she goes at it with the lightsabers. The rest of the Gora are shooting at it with, they've got like Stargate SG-1 plasma staffs. Yep, yep. They all have, uh, well, they all have Clone Wars era robot plasma staffs. Those are a thing. So Stargate SG-1. Star Wars Clone Wars era. Get out. (laughs) It's a Star Wars fucking podcast. No. Uh... Anyway, uh, yeah, they go after it, but it does not work. It just immediately eats two of them. Oh, yeah. And it, 
it is powerful enough that it's like it doesn't even need to land on them. It literally inhales yeah. them. Like it breathes in hard enough to suck a couple Bandogora in. Yeah, and they're all shooting at it. And of course, it's a fat enough, blobby enough monster that it's laser proof. So yeah, the there's only a, there's thing a, that can hurt it are the lightsabers. There's always that line in, in movies where a monster gets fat enough that you're just like, our guns do nothing. It's got too much goop. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I'm not a huge fan of that line, I'll be honest with you, but sure, why not? Yeah. But she's like, great, whatever, and pulls two lightsabers, and I get the impression that even by Clone Wars era standards, she's unusually spinny. Oh, yeah. She just does a lot of spinning. Because she's flipping around and dodging weird pedal lips and slicing holes along the side of it. Yeah, Carvin gouges into this thing that just nasty yellow goop comes pouring out of. Oh, yeah. This thing, when you cut it open, is like, oh, you open it up and just like a ton of yellow fat and pus came out of it. Fun. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I can't wait to go swimming around in that. And it manages to be like, all right, well, I'm going to pull back. Yeah, rear up. I'm going to. We must be in a huge fucking hallway. Well, I mean, it like flattens and pulls in on itself. 15 meters is, is a crazy height. Or, I'm sorry. It's 15 meters long and five meters high. But five meters is what? Like 16, 17 feet. That means it's it. it this just this hallway is fucking enormous that they're going down. Oh, yeah. And then it rears up in the hallway. How big <laughs> is this room? It reared back. Ah, very good. Not up. OK, and maybe it can't rear up. No, it just sort of like compresses like a spring all right and and uh yeah it's just like oh okay this is when it opens its mouth as wide as it can yeah it gets you know a bunch of guys she manages to cut it up and then it's like oh i'm in pain and leaves and she's like okay good good well that thing's gone and then it just crushes through them on the ceiling and destroys several more of her guys yeah it blasts out a hole in the side of the wall and vanishes into the into the side work and she's like great glad that's over Oh, no. What's that sound? It's gone up above them, and then it just sits up there until its weight crushes the panels above, and it falls on half her people. Oh, yeah. Not even eating them. Just crushes half of them in falling metal from this prison. And then that's when she's like, ah, fuck. This thing's smart, too, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? Maybe now that you've eaten half of my guys and crushed the other half. Maybe I'll fuck off. Well, she gets ready to go fight it again. She does a whole thing where she like spirals up it and lightsabers it even better. But then it goes, okay, time to breathe in hard again. And it breathes in every one of the Bandogora but her. Yes. And she's like, what are you? What the fuck? And then she force leaps backwards and lands running the other direction and gets the fuck out. Well, yeah, because it's like, we are that which you fear most. Oh, yeah. We, we are, are you. You. And she's like, oh, no, you know my deep internal turmoil. Oh, no, you know I'm sad about things and dookus. <laughs> we are what you fear most. We are senpai not noticing you. We are what you fear most. A very large worm that can eat you. <laughs> it's weird that that was the thing you feared most, but hey, we are that. We are what you fear most. Heights. <laughs> You're, you're the heights? Yeah, we are the heights. <laughs> How do you talk to an angel? <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just fucks off. She's like, yeah, you know what? Nope, pass. All my dudes are dead. I'm going to I'm gonna nope out of this one. Because even when she sees it, all of the ridiculous, like, 
cuts and slashes and things that she had did in the time it took for that thing to like go up leave, the ceiling go up and come back down it has sealed up yeah everything's healed this fucker is crazy powerful this is this is above her pay grade oh, at yeah. least all of her her minions died the way they lived in a death cult well i love that she ends the chapter with like and no one will know this happened i will never tell anyone that i did this no <laughs> one will know that this happened this is a big secret for me Okay, good. Yeah, no one needs to know about the time a worm beat me in a fight. And you know what? I want to go find Maul. Maul's a regular dude that I can fight that isn't a giant worm. Let's do that. That's the one. <laughs> and I think at this point we do check in with Maul, who was back in that med bay. Oh, yeah. Luckily, and- we're, we've killed everyone else who got their own chapters. Yeah. Maul and Owen get in there, and that place is torn apart yeah because when the prison starts writing you know a ton of people are like well i'm gonna go to the medical area that's where they keep all the good drugs yeah yeah and probably well i'm guessing some of them thought oh i'm gonna go hold up that robot and force it to take the bombs out of me except someone who's an asshole got there first and shot both of the droids arms off and then like blew its head apart i'm gonna guess that was radik or his minions I wouldn't. You wouldn't? You wouldn't think so? Because Radik definitely does not have the bombs in him, and that's just the kind of fuck you he'd do to Darth Maul, to be like, yeah, go to the med bay. Yeah, and then he he'd still be like, needs Darth Maul. I don't think he, Well, this chapter kind of goes another way with it. Mm. We'll see. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Radik's a weird asshole. Yes. Honestly, he's disappointing. I gotta... Of, of the things in this book, this fucker is just... He just sucks. You'd think he yeah, would have... I keep secrets. I mean... For someone that's this paranoid, you would think that the second Jabba's guys got here, he would be gone. Or the moment that that Maul was like, "Great, I'm going to take this nuke and be on my way," he'd be like, "Well, I don't. I the, fixing the lightsabers is not worth te- tasseling with that guy anymore. I'm just going to close up shop and move so he can't find me again." Oh yeah, and if you're that into the idea of no, but I need these lightsabers, be like. I'll find someone else. Minions. I'll send minions after Maul. I'm not going to go personally meet him in the med bay again. Meet him in the med bay. (laughs) And yet, what do we find out? After they have gone through and seen that everything is destroyed, (sighs) fucking Radik shows up and is like, oh, well, looks like you can't fix the droid. Sucks to be you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, why don't you tell me what you did with those with that geologic compress to make these lightsaber crystals, huh, pal? Look, game recognized game, and I'm a craftsman, and I can I can appreciate a fellow craftsman. You know how these these things work. You saw the crystals and immediately knew something was wrong and how to fix them. Why is that? Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you tell don't you me? Give me a little little inside knowledge. And of course, Owen is trying to get involved. Oh, and always trying to be part of everything. It's just like, hey, you fuck off. And he's like, kid, stay out of this. What the fuck? Kid, you're what, 10,009? You're about to die, ain't you? Isn't your number coming up? God damn. <laughs> and, you know, tries to punch at Radik, and Radik is like, birds, get oh, yeah, him. Has the birds get him? So a bunch of claw birds just start pecking and scratching at him. And, and a weird moment here when Darth Maul cares. Well, I mean, he doesn't stop it or anything, no. but he's just like, call him off. Hey, hey, quit, quit scratching up my little guy. Yeah. He's just like, hey, call them off. Cause that's, that's the closest you get to Darth Maul cares. Yeah. And Radik's response to that is turn on the one lightsaber that Maul managed to fix and be like, nah, man, 
Let's have one last fight, you and me. This makes no sense for my character. This is what Siddiqui would have wanted. A fight. She loved fights. Ah, she would have approved. Ah, tell me your secret. What? Why are you fighting a dude that you know is a badass? Why don't you just keep trying to bargain with this guy? What are you doing? You're... Radik, what? (laughs) Yeah, anyway... Maul's like, great, I know how to beat up a guy with a lightsaber when I don't have one, especially when that guy is not a Jedi. Oh, yeah. And he just immediately is is like, hey, buddy, duck, kick in the chest, grab lightsaber. You're an idiot. What did you think was going to happen? You've seen me fuck everyone up. What was the point of that, stupid? You've been spending your entire life in hiding and just doing nothing. You aren't a trained warrior. You're a businessman. What kind of dumbass idea are you having? Yeah, but he puts the lightsaber to uh, to Radik's neck and is like, okay, here's how this is going to go down. And Radik's like, we're not done fighting yet. And the birds come after him and he's just like, I have a lightsaber. What are you? All right, now all your birds are dead. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, would you knock it off? Oh, now I'm going to throw a Chadra fan at you. <laughs> no, at that point, he's like, I had a little hideaway pistol. Pow! Yeah, and I guess it was a big enough surprise that Maul doesn't just deflect the shot. Yeah, he's like, oh, you hit it so well. It was up your sleeve or whatever, and I didn't notice you had a gun, so you managed to get me in the shoulder. He kept trying to get Maul to play that game. You know the one game? He's like, hey, Maul, look down here. Hey, Maul, hey, hey Maul, look down here. And Maul was like, I'm not playing that fucking game. What are we, in high school? Stop that. And he's like, haha, you're not looking because you think I'm keeping my fingers in a circle or whatever the fuck. But it's not. There's a gun there. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Two for flinching. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> and during all this, Owen, like, clutches his chest and is like, oh, oh, no, my t- Maul. And then he p- passes out or whatever. Go- goes to the ground. Yeah. And, you know, spoiler alert, because it happens immediately in this chapter. No, he wasn't actually dead. He was just fucking with you. It was a ruse. He's learning. So now when Iram's like, ha ha, now I've got a gun to your head. What now, Jagannath? Then Owen's like, ah, fuck you is what now? And just tackles him. And in probably the best thing that this guy has done, and I am including his dumb 52 fist thing, he just grabs Radik's hand that has the gun in it, turns his wrist, and keeps going until it breaks and points the gun at himself. Yes. And then pulls the trigger and has uh, Radik shoot himself in the head. Radik blows his own face off. He's so unwilling to give up this gun that he holds on as his wrist gets spiral fractured out from under him. And then his face gets blown away. And it's Owen who does what does it. Yep. And at that point, they're just like, all right, Maul, I guess, or Jagannath, I guess we're even. I'm a little disappointed with this book's Maul body count when I'm on, if I'm honest. Like, who's he killed? I mean, all the guys he's been in a. Just the gladiator fights. He killed a Weequay and a, and a Yuzhan Vong and a, I guess, a big lizard that one time. And. I mean, he's been the cause of several other people's death, like that guard. Yeah, but he didn't get Zero, and he didn't get the Gravity Massive or the Bone Kings. Nope. And he didn't get Radik, and he didn't get Siddiqui, and he didn't get Dakarai. Nope. He's just, he's pretty chill. Oh, he's very chill. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) as much as he would like to be like, all right, okay, all right, great. We've killed Radik. 
And now I got a second to, oh, nope, there's Kamari. Yeah, we get a quick conversation between him and Owen about the bomb thing, though, where Owen's just like, oh, yeah, before the uh, the droid's head got blown off, it stuck a needle in me, and I guess that, that was enough. Well, the first time that we were trying to escape yeah. is the thing. Yeah. When it, we went to the med bay, the droid put needles in my chest, and I guess it had managed to turn them off then. Yeah, so I guess I'm not bomb rigged, so hooray for me, I suppose. <laughs> and this time, yeah, Kamari shows up. Yeah. And this time Maul's like, okay, kid, get don't don't get don't get into this one, please. Look, uh, it was it was very nice mm-hmm. that you helped me with that idiot chiss. Thank you very much. This is a Jedi. You should probably just not. No, just stay out of this one. This this lady's there's a lot of reasons that this lady is. You don't want to. I mean, she she's the head of the Bando Gora and an ex Jedi and just kooky. Yeah, she's not she's not a good to- target choice. But we get our quick little showdown between the two. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And, you know, they get a little back and forth. They're like, ooh, look at you. You wear your heritage on your hip. Oh, it's not my heritage. And I'm like, it's the tools of my trade. Yeah, great. Look, she's not a Jedi, man. I don't know why you're angry. And also, what do you care? That the whole point of Kamari Vosa is supposed to be that she was like, tortured into being a horrible cult leader but why would she care about maul she's supposed to be like oh i hate jedi and my old master they're my enemy i guess if she knows who maul is she might still associate him with the same power structure as dooku after all he is the second apprentice of the same guy uh, that dooku was the first apprentice of but she doesn't know that I don't know. Maybe she does. Like, like, why not? She used to. She used to apprentice under Dooku. She may. She might know Sidious exists. If she does, she's like, this is a, this is Sidious's other apprentice before Dooku. I hate this guy because he's connected to Dooku. No, even that, a little. That Dooku was Sidious's apprentice because she was supposed to be his uh, like a secret. Well, no, dirty little secret. Like when she got taken, she was still a Jedi. So it's not oh, like okay. she was a Sith that got taken. Yeah. So if she knew that Dooku was tyrannous, then she would have been angry. I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you know what? I don't know enough about her backstory. Anyway, she's a total enigma to me. She, uh, they fight, they fight, they fight. Oh yeah. They're just like, Ooh, yeah, your, your shoulder is weak and you're weak and I'm going to kill you. And she, he's just like, Oh, but I'm a better fighter than you. And I, I I'm angrier. Ooh, Jarkai, predictable. That's right, because she uses Jarkai fighting style, which I have to assume is do a bunch of spins. I mean, they both know, I assume, all of the various forms it, of It's mentioned in the, previous, in the fight against the worm, it's mentioned that she goes into Sorosu, yeah. which, is, which is type 1. Jarkai is not one of the listed types. Uh, so I have to assume that that's something that like she learns from... I'm going to go ahead and say probably Dathomirian Force Witches, because that feels like the right track for that. But she knows some kind of extra spinny, jumpy martial art, um, where Maul goes into Form 7 for this fight. Yeah. He gets so angry, because she is flipping and spinning around, and he cannot get a bead on her. Like, not even that she parries his stuff, she just isn't there. And it is pissing him off Mm -hmm. he is getting angrier and angrier as the fight goes on but he's a sith which means he's just getting more and more powerful he's fucking hulking out yeah 
And he is one of many people who knows this form. Uh, form 7, what was it called? Joyu? Joyu. Yeah, Joyu. The way of the Vornsker. The Vornsker. And this lets him be, you know, more offensive because this, I guess this style is all about super fast, powerful hits. Like, just never let your opponent have a second to recover. Yeah. I love that there that when he goes into it, she's like, oh God, I don't know how to fight this one. And I'm like, I, I thought learning all seven forms of lightsaber combat was like what you do in lightsaber school. It's not like Juyo is a secret form. Well, it's the hardest form, I would assume. I get sure, I guess that makes sense. So you it know, does you, look like it's a lot of bad guys who know it. I'm yeah, looking at the list of people who know it right now and it's all bad guys. And given the way that it talks about it as far as like super offensive, like tons of powerful deadly attacks it's not really the kind of thing that you'd be like oh yeah that's a standard jedi attack form mm-hmm. because it's it really does feel like oh this is rage out and do stuff yeah it looks like eventually oh uh, mace windu is a practitioner of a good guy version of the format of, the of form. course yeah because he's one of the few jedi that gets to be a badass he is badass but he doesn't call it juyo form he calls it vapad <laughs> he calls it vapid yeah He's like, I'm, I'm completely over that form. I wonder if Jarkai is one of the forms. I have no idea. Maybe you'll find out. Maybe, Maybe one of us will find out someday. Who knows? Not me. But yeah, eventually he manages to get the upper hand, has a lightsaber pointed at her, and is like, ooh, now you got to plead for your life, eh? Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope. And then like a loud noise. And then immediately the fucking worm bursts up through the middle of the floor. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately, Maul was walking with rhythm. You know yeah. what? You can't do that. And doesn't even realize when he tries to go back, he's like, oh, my foot's kind of in this thing's mouth. Oh, crap. The worm got my foot, which is kind of a weird thing to hear because, like, the worm is basically a mobile sarlacc. So if your foot, your foot's not going to, it's not going to bite your foot. Its foot, its mouth is a garage door. Yeah, I mean... I guess because it's got a bunch of little hooks and suckers. It's just, oh, I guess one of these hooks got caught on my boot or something. Yeah. So she's she is already rushing off into the distance and he's like, crap. Well, now my foot's stuck in the worm. What am I going to do? And I think that's the end of the chapters. Oh, yeah. Well, he sees Kamari like right herself and run off. And he's like, you fucking coward. You you little shitty Jedi. How dare you? And then he realizes at the last second that she is actually just turning around and getting a running start to come at the worm. And that's where we end. Yeah, yeah. She's going to try and get that worm. I guess because even though she was too afraid of it to keep fighting it earlier now, she's like, uh, she's like, well, now, oh, second chance. And it's distracted by eating that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be one of those things where it's like, oh, no one's allowed to kill him but me. (laughs) But yeah, that's where we end. It's getting all kinds of wacky, although almost everybody that we cared about at the beginning of the book is dead. So, I mean, we only have four chapters left. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot to wrap up still. And your chapters are very small. I don't know if there is. I mean, what's still to wrap up? I mean, we got to have them either kill, probably kill, or get away from the worm. Yeah. We have to have the nuke resolved in one way or another. Yeah. Assumedly, he leaves the nuke in her. He probably practically knocks her unconscious and then leaves the nuke sitting on her chest and then leaves. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. Neither do I. I assume she has to... Because his plan at the moment, like as we're speaking, is kill her, find another member of the Bandogora, 
tell them they're in charge of the Bandogora and give them the nuke. Yeah. Which isn't going to work because all the other members of the Bandogora are, are eating his foot right now. Yes. So, I mean, there's got to be some resolution with that. And the we, bomb in his heart is the big one, I think. Yeah, we got to resolve what goes on with that, whether he like uses the force or something to get rid of it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And I assume we have to follow up with some last Sidious or Plagueis thing yeah, there's, for resolution. There's, of the four chapters that are remaining, one of them, there might be an epilogue in this book, I didn't check. Um, that one of them is going to be Sidious Plagueis having a little, another one of their little duel of, oh, it seems as though your plan is, has succeeded. I wonder if you know why, kind of. So one of them is going to be that. Yeah, we got, I mean, with four chapters, and these chapters are like two pages long. Yeah. They gotta rush the end here. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. Who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to find out next week on mm. Expounded Universe. Hey, by the way, if you want to find out more stuff about Star Wars and you don't want to wait a week, why don't you go over to our Patreon, you know, patreon.com slash systemmastery, where if you support us at the $2 level, you will unlock bonus content right here, Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go on Wikipedia, we find stories that sometimes relate to the book and sometimes don't, and we come back and recount them to each other and to you. Yes, indeed. Oh, what a deal. What a deal over at patreon.com slash system mastery. And once again, we know things are tough all around. If you don't have the money to support us, we fully understand. But if you still like the show, you want to do something to help us out. You can always rate and review us mm-hmm. on wherever you listen to your podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, tell a friend, get the word out there. That way. We can get some more listeners. You can always rate our dicks for $25 at RadarDicks.com. <laughs> RadarDicks.com. <laughs> Radar Dicks. <laughs> She's got a dick and it goes through the air. I mean, I got no problem with that, but I'm curious to see the mechanics of it. <laughs> Radar Dicks. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's the, uh, that's, that's For the For fans of dicks and radar love. Uh-huh, yeah. White Lion. Two great tastes that taste <laughs> great together. Fucking radar love. It is, a, it, it's one of my favorite karaoke trap songs. Uh, where, where people are like, I love that song. I can sing that song. It's got seven minutes of guitar in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you'll do a verse and then wait three minutes and did do a verse. Yeah, you're standing up there and it's just basic blues beat shit so you're just standing there don't 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 oh my god please please get back to the part of the song where i sing at least with Freebird, you can turn it off oh yeah they're done because because the solo stuff is the end of the song and yes it's six minutes of that i have seen i don't maybe you were there but we were at a karaoke night once where some guy got up on stage to do Freebird, and then when when he finished singing they let the guitar solo play for a minute or two and then started turning the volume down and he was still standing on stage looking all happy with himself for having picked Freebird, and he got mad (laughs) how dare you hey play the rest of the fucking song like it was like no no one wants to listen to a seven minute guitar solo solo we're at karaoke yeah get out of here someone's got to get up on stage and be too embarrassed to make it through the rest of (laughs) b-a-n-a-n-a-s uh anyway (laughs) thank you for listening and for that anecdote enjoyment uh we'll see you in a week with yet more star wars content and until we do i've been elan sleaze and i have opinions about karaoke (laughs) 